Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to talk about this thing called baseball. Electric game baseball. It's here forever and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to talk to you about something. It's called the journey. A journey of never-ending happiness. Where we get to come home every day and watch baseball and then chat about it all night long. So when you call up that shrink and he asks you why all you talk about is baseball, you ask him why the hell he minds. Because in this life, things get much harder than when you're just watching the game. And if Chip Carey tries to bring you down, Welcome to the Chatting Average Podcast with your hosts, Riley's Race and the Big Chop Man. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. It's season two. Cam, how you doing? What? Shake it, Megan. Oh my God, that sounded painful. It's not a big deal. <laughs> What's going on, man? Not too much. Not too much. Glad to be back. How you been? Ah, doing well. Doing well. You know, facing the the cold, bitter winter that we've had here in North Carolina. Uh, fortunately, it's going to rain later this week. I was getting concerned. My mud was getting dry. So, <laughs> but you know, hanging in there. What about you? Oh, not too much. You know, for the purposes of the show, I'm going to act like like we haven't uh, spoken since we last recorded. Uh, despite oh, yeah. the fact that everyone sees us interacting every single day on Twitter. Yeah, um, mostly me getting mad at you and vice versa. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's It's been, wow, has it One been... week since you looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem, okay? Oh, my I literally, God. <laughs> I, I, I tweeted it a couple of weeks ago, but I cannot refrain from doing that. Oh, and boy. it is a problem. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it has been a wildly eventful off season for me. Yeah. Um, it's uh, massive, massive ups and downs. Um, the and both of which stemming from the fact that I, I am, I am uh, a first time homeowner now. Uh, hey, wife and I got a new house up in Cobb County. Um, just like our beloved Braves uh, moved out of Atlanta uh, to Cobb County. Still tell people we're from Atlanta though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, the, the housing market this past fall and winter was absolutely insane. Uh, um, yeah. like the, we, we were on our, it was like sixth or seventh offer before we got this house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's such a roller coaster to, to get yourself to the point where you fall in love with a home and to the point where you're willing to offer hundreds of thousands of dollars for it. Yeah. Um, and then to have that fall through 
is just like it it's brutal to have to go through that time and time again uh but we finally got a place and it wound up being absolutely perfect um i am i am recording from uh a a podcast den that i never really thought would exist uh and it's it's really cool and wife and i love it the dogs love it it's it's just perfect i can walk to tennis courts which i've never been able to do in my life uh so uh anyone who's listened to the show knows i play a lot of tennis that's awesome for me well that's pretty cool that uh jeff donahue leaves the back gate open for you so you can go play he does he does yeah. so um very, oh, very I, did, nice. I did want to start the show off um by uh by by thanking jeff uh oh. for financing a second season for us hey uh, for, for renewing our contract uh he is uh he he may rule with an iron fist but uh he is quite generous um and i'm I am sipping on a uh, congratulatory bottle of Johnny Blue that that he sent my way. Uh, hey <laughs> like So it. what are you drinking tonight, Cam? Uh, tonight I am drinking one of my personal favorites. I am drinking a Copper Line Amber Ale from Carolina Brewery in Chapel Hill, by God, North Carolina. Swig of beer for the working man. Chapel Thrill! Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, did you happen to notice, though, that when Donahue sent us that check that the memo line read, dance, monkeys, dance? What do you think that meant? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the the <laughs> One thing you will notice listening to season two versus listening to season one is that um, my my recording space is no longer <laughs> in the direct path of uh, Jeff Donahue's jet. So... Oh man, so you mean it won't be like we're watching a Mets game? That <laughs> <laughs> uh, that honestly, that's what it was like a lot of the time recording last season because my house was was right next to the Peachtree DeKalb Airport, and the entire time we would have fl- planes flying directly over us. Yeah, it uh, hasn't happened yet, but I'm surprised that uh, we haven't been buzzed by Fort Bragg while we're recording, because that does happen every once in a while. Are, are you pretty close to Fort Bragg? Uh, yeah, I'm about 30, 35 minutes from the front gate. So, but oh, we're okay. so we're in like the direct flight line of the nice. base. Yeah, didn't the yeah. Braves play a game there like three or four years ago? They did. They did. They played against the Marlins. Uh, that was 2016. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Uh, they, you know, baseball put up a pretty good little stadium down there, and they had a military-only game, which was really cool, and I wish they'd do that again, but it doesn't appear to be on the docket anytime soon. But, I mean, I guess at least we're getting the Field of Dreams game this year, which will be neat. Oh, yeah, that is happening. Although I kind of hate that they put it outfield walls uh, in the ballpark. I was hoping that we could just see Aaron Judge have to run straight into corn. <laughs> <laughs> That's really how it should be, and it's it's a crime that that's not happening. Hey, Just, with those new teeth of his, how many uh, ears of corn do you think he could eat when he runs through it? <laughs> okay, that's mean. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, your boy I, 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 is wild tight tonight. You, know, right. you just know that now that Aaron Judge has gone and gotten his horrible, horrible teeth fixed, um, he's he's gonna win MVP this year. He's gonna be the American League MVP. He's gonna hit like seventy five home runs. See, it's, okay, see, I don't know because Michael Strahan won like t- what two Super Bowls, had a Hall of Fame career. Fair. I, I don't know. I mean, 
I, I think you ride with what works. I don't know. I mean, I guess your your definition of what works for Aaron Judge could be very loose. Right. Well, it has been what felt like the longest offseason in baseball history, uh, mainly because we're, we're still probably at home a little bit more than we would have been had, had COVID never been a thing. So yeah. uh, it's very refreshing that today... I got to turn on 680 The Fan, local Atlanta radio, and listen to Ben Ingram, friend of the show, Ben Ingram, call a Braves baseball game. It yeah. was, oh man, it was okay. just like, it was the greatest drug I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah, we hit uh, we hit the low 80s today uh, here in central North Carolina, which was great. So for a little while, I hung out with friend of the show Goldberg, sat out in the sat out in the backyard underneath a shade tree, listened to a baseball game, and enjoyed a couple of cold beverages. That w- that was nice. It was very nice. I, I was I just posted up on my couch, had the radio feed right behind me, fell asleep in like the fifth or sixth inning. Like I yeah, you did get quiet. Drink. <laughs> like I like to do during spring training games. Yeah. Ah, oh, but man, it's been great. Um, the it, it what made it seem even longer than it, maybe it actually was was what seemed to be about a month gap in between big news stories coming from the Braves. Right. So I I have I have zero recollection of uh, of what we talked about. Uh, the last time we recorded a show, which would have been late November, early December. But it's been quite an offseason. Despite what some people expected, uh, I think Alex Anthopoulos made all of the moves that he needed to make to get this team into contention. Yeah. Um, What we were missing uh, last year that that I I think held us back was obviously starting pitching with Mike Soroka going down early. Didn't really have a lot to take his place. Obviously, we got a great performance out of Ian Anderson. Max Freed was Max Freed, which which is one of the better pitchers in baseball. But behind that, there really wasn't much to talk about. Uh, so to kick off the, the the activity for the Braves this postseason, we started with uh, with signing Drew Smiley on a free agent contract for one year and $11 million, which isn't going to you know, move the needle that much, but it gives you an extra option. But yeah, then... yeah. So, you know, I, I think that was a lot of the trouble last year with the starting rotation is, you know, you kind of start running out of options and it gets a little hairy. So, you know, we're at the point that I think two years ago, you would have said, oh gosh, we do need that front of the line guy. Like, and don't get me wrong, that would still be nice. But I think at this point, you just need depth from the starting exactly. rotation. Exactly, exactly. And and depth we got. Uh, over the course of eight days, we signed Drew Smiley, and then we brought back Charlie Morton after a great year with the Rays. Uh, we added two two rotation guys, uh, filled two spots that, that we had question marks on. So, uh, and, and with Mike Soroka looking like he's ahead of schedule for his recovery from his Achilles injury... You know, all of a sudden, uh, starting pitching depth looks like a strength for the Braves. Yeah, yeah, like it, it feels pretty good. And and even you know, worst case scenario, if Mike Soroka isn't readily available at the start of the season, and let you know, let's say he misses the first, wait, what do you want to say, four, six weeks, maybe. We have uh, I, I, I think it could be a month or two, just out of an abundance of caution, depending on on the starts that we get from all of the other guys. Yeah, I I think 
depth wise you're okay because you still have a Kyle Wright you know you still have a Huascari Noah you still have a Bryce Wilson you know I I I I think we're okay you know it and at no point do I think it's necessary to rush Mike to come back either exactly there's exactly. like there's no need for it but you know when you're on day 1 of pitchers and catchers reporting and you see Mike Soroka in uniform out there throwing on flat ground, like you, you, you feel pretty good about that given where he was, you know, eight months ago. Oh yeah. I mean, he had a, he had a really good interview this past week uh, with 680, the fan where he, he was talking about the injury and everything. And um, he did make the comment that, you know, he, he's been told by all of his doctors and his surgeon and everything that, you know, his Achilles tendon that he ruptured is as strong as ever now that it's been fixed. So I don't necessarily think it's a, it's not a concern that it could happen again, you know, although theoretically, I guess it could, but it's more so just not knowing how far along he can go with certain activities, you know, until he actually tries them. Um, right. Uh, I'll, like I'll, I'll start getting really excited when, when we're seeing him throwing actual bullpens, like off, off of a mound, uh, right. you know, uh, simulated games, live batting practice, that kind of stuff. And and we're not there yet, but uh, I, I can't imagine that that stuff's too far off. Yeah. You know, and he said, he, he I think he even mentioned that it's not necessarily the pitching that, you know, he's, I don't even think he used the word concerned, but that, you know, is in the back of his mind about making sure he's ready for it. It, it is stuff like running and covering first and, you know, having to run out, you know, a single potentially and, and things like that. It's not necessarily the pitching aspect that he's thinking about. It's the other things. Yeah, well, I was I was about to segue with uh, with with one of the bigger disappointments of the Braves offseason. But one of the bigger disappointments of the baseball offseason as a whole is the fact that, uh, you know, after having the designated hitter in the National League last year with great success, great we success. Are going right back to the way it was, pitchers are going to be hitting in the National League again. Um, Fire Manfred, get your Fire Manfred shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Teespring.com slash store slash chatting average podcast. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what baseball is thinking. I, I, I think it's, it's likely that they're trying to keep the universal designated hitter as a, 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 a poker chip to play when they get to the table for, for a new collective bargaining agreement after the 2021 season, which is horrible. Like it, it, yeah, it, it's because you're not only keeping that from the players, and you're keeping that from the fans uh, because the the response was overwhelmingly positive to it last season. Yeah, it's just frustrating that, you know, for the betterment of the game and, you know, for the enjoyment of the fans that it just it boils back down to money and negotiation. You know, it, it's just frustrating, which, you know, at the end of the day, we all know the fact that baseball is a business and owners and general managers are out to make money, but it's still just frustrating that the decision of money is just becoming, you know, 
kind of a step back to what we got to experience last year. Because I think, you know, relatively, the amount of feedback that you've seen from fans have all been 99% in favor of the DH now that they've actually seen it in play for the National League. So it's just, it's kind of a letdown, really, more than anything. Absolutely. And and not only did did we not keep that great rule, we did keep the rules that I personally hated from last season, uh, which included the seven inning double header games and, runner and on the second. runner on second base to start extra innings. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like the seven inning double header. Um, although I will say I did like the seven inning spring training game because I think at that point your starters are out. So what's the point? But the, the runner on second in extra innings, I wouldn't mind it if it was later, if like that's something that you put into play. Okay. If by the 12th inning, we're still tied. Right. Okay. See that, that you could, you could more easily get me on board with than you know, 10th inning free runner on second base. Like it's ah, uh, it's just so ugly. And, yeah, and it just makes it makes these games so unnecessarily stressful. Like yeah. part part of the reason why I love baseball is that there are 162 regular season games, and so if you lose a couple of games here and there, it's not a big deal. You don't have to have a heart attack every time your team loses, like you do in football or something like that. Yeah, but I mean now that... you're, you're putting free runners on base in extra innings. And and adding this level of stress that I I don't want in my baseball. Yeah, I mean there there were a couple of games last year that the Braves lost in extra innings that you kind of walked away from saying eh, I kind of hate we lost that way because you know we felt like we should have at least won that game but yeah I don't know I, I wouldn't mind pushing it later giving it a couple of innings of you know, regular rules baseball, and then maybe by the 12th or 13th, you say, okay, let's pack this thing up. You know, you've had your couple of innings to figure this out, but alas, no. Yeah, well, fast forward in the offseason, back to February 5th of 2021. I'm out to dinner with my wife, enjoying a a lovely meal at a local Mexican restaurant. (laughs) No, no, no idea what's going on in the baseball world because we're just out enjoying each other's company. And my phone starts it's like bouncing off the table. It's ringing so much. Uh, and, and I have no idea what's going on. And she's curious as well. So I pick it up and I've got about 42 DMs from Cam. OK, that's uh, an exaggeration. <laughs> most of which <laughs> saying something to the extent of why aren't you responding? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oops. So what had happened was uh, Alex Anthopoulos brought back Marcelo Zuna on a four-year contract. The craziest part, though, was that it was a four-year, $65 million contract, effectively getting Marcelo Zuna to take a pay cut coming off of a year where he was an MVP candidate. Coming off of a career season. <laughs> Like, uh, I, I, he was I literally almost about about to get the triple crown. I don't understand what kind of wizardry Alex Anthopoulos was able to pull. 
uh, to get him to sign that contract. But but by God, he did four years, sixty five million dollars. Uh, I, I think and someone pointed this out online the other day. You 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 have to look at that as a testament to the club as a whole, and specifically Brian Snicker and the culture that he's created within that clubhouse. Say what you will about his in-game decision-making. It is questionable at times. Every major league manager's is. But Marcelo Zuna takes a contract like that because, and in my opinion, only because, he wants to come back and play specifically for the Braves. Yeah, buddy. So that's that's huge. So so you've got Marcelo Zuna, your new left fielder, and hopefully DH next year, locked up for the next four years. Yeah, uh, big deal. I mean, effectively, despite the fact that you're missing the DH, your offense suddenly goes back to as strong as it was last year. At least you're starting lineup. And sure, you might say that it gets a little bit worse because you have the pitcher spot. But guess what? All the other National League teams have to do it, too. That's so true. the main fact is you've still got a hell of a one through six, one through seven, you know? Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah, it might taper off the, a little the bit. Only, the only thing that you can look at and say is, is kind of a major loss from last season. Well, well, I, I'll back up. Uh, one of the things you can look at and call a major loss from last season is Adam Duvall. Uh had a fantastic year for the Braves last year, played out of his mind. But, I, I mean, and maybe maybe this year will pass and I'll look like an idiot for this. I, I think it's it's probably an outlier season for him. I, I don't it might be, although I fully expect him to destroy us every time we play Miami. Right, right. And, and you know, if he does, so be it. Former Braves have a tendency to do that against us at times. But I don't think we're that much worse of a team without him. Um, there, there are some some uh, some smaller signings that you know didn't move the needle that much, but gave us some depth and some options. Uh, what it looked like Anthopolis started doing after the Ozuna signing was just kind of going and collecting, you know, possible bench pieces, possible outfielders. Get them on on non-guaranteed deals, bring them into camp, figure out who works and who you're gonna keep. So we got we got names like Jason Kipnis, Travis Demerit, Jake Lamb, uh, Travis Snyder, Terrence Gore, brought all of these guys in because Pablo Sandoval. Pablo Sandoval, yes. Panda and, season and, 2021. And, and, Let's go. And, 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 uh, <laughs> Very wide. So we got we got all of these guys in um, because the last remaining spot of need for us was really bench depth. Uh, that for for a short period of time, it, it was looking like our bench was going to be, um, you know, Ender, Alex Jackson, uh, <laughs> who else? Um, Pablo <laughs> Sandoval, and maybe one other guy. Uh, yes. Yeah. So so. While we don't know who is going to fill those roles at this point, we have lots of options. And all we need is for one or two of those guys to catch fire like an Adam Duvall did last year. And we're we're in just as good a shape as we were last year with better starting pitching depth. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And 
you know, maybe we're missing a couple of pieces from the from the bullpen, but I think it's okay because we also heavily relied on a having a really good bullpen last year because our starting pitching wasn't great. We had to be able to turn to the bullpen in the fourth or the fifth inning a lot of games last year, whereas this year, with a stronger rotation, you hope that's not the case. Guys, I, I am thrilled to tell you that I, I really don't think we are going to have to watch Braves games that are started by pitchers like Robbie Erlin and Tommy Malone. Well, yeah, because Tommy Malone signed with somebody else. Right. We, we, we have officially entered the post-Malone period of Braves baseball. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> that, one, that one was just for Jay Donna. Hey, fun fact, Robbie Erlin is now playing for the Ham Fighters. For, for, for the what? The Nippon Ham Fighters. Oh, he went to Japan. Okay. Yeah, he's in Japan. Okay. How about that? How uh, about it? Tommy Malone uh, is now a Toronto Blue Jay, so he gets to face hitting in the AL East. So does that mean his name is now pronounced Tommy Malone? Malone. Malone. Yes. Very, very French. I'm not your buddy, guy. <laughs> oh, he's going to get lit up. Oh, yeah. Gonna uh, it's going to be bad. But, yeah, like the the I started out the the postseason by by saying that my my number one area of focus for the Braves in the offseason needed to be, of, of course, retaining Marcelo Zuna, but preserving that bullpen. Yeah. Because quite frankly, I didn't think the Braves were going to be in play on any solid starters. Well, they were. So now the bullpen's not quite as important as it was. Everyone knows I'm a huge Mark Melanson fan. Yes, I'm upset that that uh, he ended up going to the San Diego Padres. But everyone started going to the San Diego Padres. I can't really blame the guy. Yeah. I hear the, I hear the weather out there is pretty nice. So it's uh, it's going to be hard to talk somebody out of that. Um. Shane Green is still a free agent, oddly. Yeah, that, that one's odd. That one I'm, is I'm very intriguing. confused by that right now. Um, Which means okay. he'll sign with someone on Monday, and this podcast will be null and void. Exactly. Well, this podcast is going to drop at 7 in the morning, so uh, I don't think it'll be until, you know, at least mid-afternoon that he signs. So Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I would love to see the Braves bring back Shane Green, um, although if they don't, I'm still not terribly worried about the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, you've got you've got Will Smith uh, sort of penciled into the closer spot, uh, and a Will Smith, I might add, who will not be coming off of missed spring training due to COVID nineteen. <laughs> yeah, so that's probably going to be helpful in him, you know, regaining his form as a closer. And then beyond that, we saw in the especially in the postseason what what an AJ Minter can do. Uh, we've, we've got tons of options for the bullpen. We brought back Josh Tomlin who, who while he doesn't light the world up with stats is a really important guy to have to eat innings back there. So you've got, you know, uh, uh, if he's not starting, you've got right. If he's not starting, you've got Tomlin, you've got all these guys that can eat innings and get you to that back end of the bullpen. Yeah. I, I think we are okay. I, I, I feel very good about where the Braves are at right now. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, <clears throat> to overreact to every single thing that happens during every single spring training game because 
by God, we've been waiting a long time for baseball. We had a sour taste in our mouth from last season. And uh, it's 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 Braves revenge tour season. Damn it. Let's get it. Let's go. Well, let's go to this week in baseball history. What do you say, Cam? Let's do it. Hey, do you or someone you love have a beard that could use a little TLC? Well, we've got some good news for you. We here at the Chatting Average Podcast have hooked up with an ambassador for a brand for just about any man, the Beard Struggle. These guys are celebrating all that is man by providing some of the best products around to get your beard ready for the big leagues. They've got everything from beard oils to balms to combs and tons of other great stuff that is perfect for getting your facial hair looking great. Check them out today at thebeardstruggle.com and use promo code AVERAGE15, that's AVERAGE15, to take 15% off of your first order, compliments of the Chatting Average podcast. All right, we are going to jump into this week in baseball history. As always, you can find these facts at nationalpastime.com, and this week we'll be looking at is March 1st through the 7th. Our first fact comes to us from March 1st, 1969. Nice. Actually, this fact is not nice. Actually, scratch that. I forgot what fact this was, and now I feel like an asshole. This is not nice. I'm leaving this in. (laughs) Citing, I can't hit when I need to, Mickey Mantle announces his retirement, thus ending his fabled Hall of Fame career. The oft-injured Yankee slugger ranks third behind Babe Ruth and Willie Mays on the all-time home run list at the time with 536 round trippers and finishes his 18-year stay in the majors with a 298 batting average. That's not a bad batting average for your final season. <laughs> no! No, 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 that, that, that's his career batting average. Oh, oh. I'm yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, Mick really did trail off those last couple of years, but I maintain the idea that he he would have been the greatest baseball. Like, think about the fact that we put him in the upper echelon of great baseball players, and he played the vast majority of his career with no legs. Right? Like, he blows out his knee his rookie season and is never the same. Medicine has come a very long way, but in the 1950s, it was not great. They basically gave him a wooden spoon to bite on and said, hang tight. <laughs> you know, so... It, when men were men. Uh, yeah, something like that. And, you know, there's also the fact that, you know, and Mickey Mantle admitted this in his later, the later years, he was a raging alcoholic. He's one of those stories that if... If he had found a way to better manage pain or even had avoided that injury altogether, I don't know that we would have the conversation of if he is the greatest player ever. I think that at a, a fully healthy Mickey Mantle could have been the greatest player ever. End of discussion. No debate. You know, final answer. But that's not how it ended up being, unfortunately. Yeah, I can't but, disagree with you there. But again... He's still one of the best ever. So um, there is a biography for Mickey Mantle uh, called The Last Boy, I think. Um, Who is the lady that wrote it? She just recently wrote a Babe Ruth uh, biography as well. She is a well-known sports biographer. Jane Levy, um, or Jane Levy, I'm not sure. But The Last Boy and the End of America's Childhood. It is a Jane Levy? Jane Levy. Oh. Jane Levy. Yep. Uh, she related she put, to Eugene Levy? Uh, doubt it. Oh. But then again, I'm about to pull up her Wikipedia and maybe be shocked. Uh, I know no, what her is, eyebrows look like. That'll tell me if they're related. 
Uh, no, she has normal looking eyebrows. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, phenomenal book, phenomenal author. I highly recommend you check it out. There's a lot of stuff about uh, Mickey Mantle that you probably didn't know before that are kind of revealed in this book that just kind of further go into, you know, how much of a tortured kind of guy he actually was, which is unfortunate because, you know, in front of the camera, he seemed like this happy-go-lucky kid from Oklahoma, which there was a lot of backstory behind that. So, highly recommend that book. Good book. Check it out. Uh, that is our first fact for this week. Our next fact comes to us from March 2nd, 1966. Commissioner William Eckert, citing a rule that prohibits clubs from signing players during the collegiate season, voids the Braves' contract with USC standout Tom Seaver, who had signed with Atlanta for a $50,000 bonus a week earlier. The Mets will be awarded the future Hall of Famer signing rights in a lottery that includes the Phillies and Indians, who are also willing to match the Braves' terms. Fire. Ah! <laughs> Can you imagine? Tom Seaver could have been a Brave? Uh, yeah, Tom Seaver was very close to being a Brave. In fact, Tom Seaver was a Brave, theoretically, for a few days before the commissioner was like, no. <sighs> So what what years would that have been? Would he have been on like the the Warren Spawn teams? Uh, no. No, I think no, it was more recent than that. Yeah, he he was drafted in '66, so I think Spawn was done by then. I want to say. Um, let's see. Still, you would have had Tom Seaver starting some games that Hank Aaron was playing in. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Sheesh. Uh, Warren Spawn retired just the year before with the San Francisco Giants. Gotcha. Spawn's last year with the Braves was 1964. So, yeah, just missed playing with Spawn in the later years of his career. Um, well, that's, but, that's crazy. I can't, like... But even still, like, you look at what Tom Seaver was for the Mets franchise and still is... You know, in terms of, of records and their history. And the Braves almost had that. So, yeah. Kind of just another one of those what-ifs. A um, little bit of a, the a theme for our first couple of facts here. Uh, our next fact comes to us from March 5th, 1964. Atlanta's mayor, Ivan Allen Jr., claims to have a verbal agreement with a major league team that promises to move to the Peach State if a stadium is ready by next year. The next day, the Board of Aldermen approves a $15 million stadium. So there you go. That is how the Braves eventually made their way to Atlanta. The fact that they were able to get a stadium turned around that quickly is is pretty impressive. Also, $15 million. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, I, I mean, it, I, we're I, we're not comparing apples to apples here. Oh no, absolutely not. But let's 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 check a inflation calculator, shall we? This is great podcasting. So, <laughs> uh, what year did I say it was? Boy, we were falling asleep at the wheel here. Nineteen sixty-four. Fifteen million dollars. Twenty-one. That is the sum of a hundred and twenty-six million dollars in this day and age okay i thought you were gonna say b billion no no 126 million <laughs> so yeah i mean that seems about right that's uh i don't that seems low yeah well 
We are talking about Fulton County Stadium. <laughs> I mean, indeed we are. I mean, if we're, if we're just going to be oh, honest here, man. which I, I don't know because that is before my lifetime, never went there. I'm so glad we've evolved beyond the the era of mixed use stadiums. Yeah, I suppose I've, we have, I've never we? I've never heard a story about a great mixed use stadium. Uh, I think the only one I've actually been to is uh, is the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. And that place is the most laughable site that I've ever seen baseball played on. And that includes, like, where I played Little League. Right. Well, wait, don't, like, certain Marlin fans still, like, recall Miami Gardens being better than what they have now? Not like that I'm aware of from okay maybe from maybe I've missed their current stadium is is amazing and like all they had to do was get rid of that, that horrible statue in center field was it horrible though yes okay yeah it's just to to make that perfectly clear it was terrible okay that's you, why we you, made fun of them for it okay you have convinced me <laughs> it also doesn't help that it's like 587 feet to dead center either but i digress true no they've moved the walls in a couple of times by now haven't they Ooh, i think I they have like i think they've moved them in a couple of times but like it's still deep anyway all right our final fact comes to us from march 7th 1914 in the last inning of an intra-squad exhibition game of the International League's Baltimore Orioles, the recently signed George Herman Ruth Jr. hits his first professional home run, a 400-foot shot at the Cape Fear Fairgrounds in Fayetteville, North Carolina. A state marker claims the moniker Babe was given to the 19-year-old in, his, in the North Carolina city when his teammates teased him about being adopted by manager Jack Dunn who legally became the parent of the St. Mary's student to help keep him on the club. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But it's also kind of rude, because it's like, hey, you have no parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, hey, hey, George, did your dad see you hit that home run? Bet he didn't. Well, I mean, just just think back like, OK, so I'm I'm seven or eight years older than you are. Yeah. I, I think back to when I was in like middle school okay. and what was considered acceptable as an insult then rel- relative to now. And it's night and day difference. So so you middle go back even ruthless, though. Oh yeah, no, no. Middle middle schoolers and high schoolers are the worst human beings on the face of the planet. There's no doubt about that. I uh, think middle schoolers are are worse than high schoolers, honestly. Yeah, I mean, there, like there's the, something there's something about those ages of like 12, 11 to like 13, 14 that the absolute worst comes out of these creatures. I mean, just look at Tyler Knight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's a jerk. <laughs> But, but I mean, if you go th- like that's just over the last, you know, 20 to 25 years. Right. Look back even further than that. And I imagine that would be compounded time and time again. So like you could you could in the in the early to mid 1900s, 
you could probably say, ha ha, you have no parents and no one would look at you. <laughs> Is it too late to name this episode? Ha ha, you have no parents. Yes. Yes, it is, Cameron. It, okay. it is absolutely too late. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're not naming it that then. Oh, man. Hey, so Babe Ruth could have been Batman, right? Excuse me? Yeah, no parents. Oh, for God's sake. Uh. Anyway. So that has been this week in baseball history. Do with that useless knowledge what you will. But before we go on to the next segment, I do want to make a quick announcement. Um, On a more serious note, as we all know, as Braves fans, we've experienced some losses in this offseason. So Alex and I wanted to do something special for next week's episode. Um, In lieu of doing a This Week in Baseball History segment, we're actually going to take a look at some of the legends that we lost this offseason. We're going to look at uh, Phil Negro. We're going to look at Hank Aaron, of course, and we're going to look at Don Sutton as well. Although he he never played for the Braves, we're still going to look at his career also. Um, just because of how vital he was to the organization. So we really wanted to devote that time next week to uh, those three guys. We didn't want to, you know, get into the routine of the season without really covering that. But we also didn't want to just kind of pass over it in an episode either. So uh, next week's uh, baseball history segment will actually be devoted to those three. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We look forward to that. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to share some stuff that maybe you've never heard before. But if not, if you have heard of everything that we go over next week, you can't get tired of hearing some of these, some of these things about these guys. Yeah, because... I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to reminisce, even if it's stuff that, that everybody knows, like um, the Hank Aaron passed away uh, oddly on the same, like about an hour actually before my wife and I went to close on our house. Uh, so that was a very up and down day for us emotionally. But but basically every time my my dad and I have been in the same room since then, we, we've we've shared Hank Aaron stories back and forth because he he actually got to to live through that career. And, and I've just been looking back on it. And it's it, it's it's always fun to take these these legends and and look at them and and not just what they've done on the field, but you know, the, the lives they've led, uh, particularly Hank Aaron being, being such a a luminary off of the field as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's not very often that it happens that when someone passes away that, you know, of course, any, anytime somebody, you know, celebrity uh, sports figure, anybody passes away, there's, there's always those that, you know, really put them up on a pedestal and, and talk about how great they were and really, you know, put a light on them. And then uh, uh, most of the time there's those that try to say, yeah, well, remember when they did this or they did that. It was universal acclaim for Hank, which yeah. was yeah. incredible I, to I see. see. And there were, and I there were people negative words said anywhere about him. And, and there were people like coming out to give, you know, their tribute or their, you know, their, their thoughts on Hank that like, you never even thought would come out and say, you know, that's how transcendent he was from the sport of baseball. You know, he, he wasn't just an icon across the sport. He, he's an icon in American history when you think about it. So we'll, we'll dive into more of that next week, um, you know, on all three of those guys and you know, kind of what they meant and, you know, what their lives and careers look like. And, you know, just kind of have a fun time really, you know, talking about them and just how awesome they were. So uh, we look forward to that, but uh, I think that wraps up this segment. Alex, what we got next? Well, 
We have, uh, looks like we've heard from some some old friends to kick off the season. So uh, what do you say we go listen to some voicemails? Let's do it. If you or someone you know has a small business, you need to check out the creators of ChattingAveragePodcast.com, Goat Web Design. These guys have everything you need to get your small business up and running with an awesome online presence. They'll create your mobile and desktop-friendly website quickly and affordably with responsive service, and most importantly, it'll look amazing. Check them out on Twitter, at Goat Web Designs, on Instagram, at Goat Web Design, or on the internet at GoatWebDesigns.com, and tell them the guys from Chatting Average sent you. Time to listen to your voicemails. All right. As always, thank you guys for sending in your voicemails and text messages to the Chatting Average Podcast hotline. If you have any questions or comments for us or just want to tell us we're dumb, you can hit us up at 678-242-9408. So without further ado, let's get right into it. The first text that we've got is from patron of the show, Mr. Josh Goldberg. Josh says, Howdy do, buckaroos. Happy to have you two blessing my ear holes, serenading me with sweet nothings of the Braves preseason and beyond. Season two is sure to be a thriller, just as I assume the Braves season will be as well. Love you, Alex. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's fine. No, no, it's okay. Is it? Is it? it? It's totally, totally fine. It it doesn't sound like it's fine. Because it's not. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. You can go knock on his door. Isn't he like your neighbor? Uh, Yeah, kind of. He's he's a couple of driveways down. You can walk to his house. Go go start a a fight with him. Uh, He's not one I I want to fight. (laughs) Have you seen that lad? He's a large American. He's a big boy. (laughs) Like I, I consider myself a larger human being, and he dwarfs me. So, yeah, not 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 a fight I'm gonna pick. <laughs> Heaven help the person who does. Yeah, no, no, he's uh, <laughs> he's he's not not one to be trifled with, though though he does strike me as mostly a gentle giant. Oh yeah, yeah, and he he can drink like there's no tomorrow. Right, I've seen him. I've seen him chug beer out of a coffee uh, pitcher. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he he drank an entire coffee pot of beer at a bachelor party one time, but that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. All right, moving on to the voicemails. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear from this one. We've got our friend Sam from San Diego. Uh, they had a rather exciting offseason, so let's hear what he's got to say about it. Alexander, Cameron, Sam Nair here. I'm interrupting my golf round right now. I just had to get something off my chest for you guys. So really wanted to say I'm really, really sorry that my team took your best friend, Shark, from you guys. I had nothing to do with this. I didn't have to do this. But I'm going to promise you guys two things. I'm going to treat him so well. And you guys, I will gladly let you claim this World Series championship this year as his friend. Thank you. How about you buy a shirt, Sam? Yeah, buy buy a shirt, Sam. We I made that we, for you. We redid our Mark the Shark Melanson shirt for San Diego fans. Yeah, I made and, it the brown I mean, and gold and everything. You you selfish, heartless bastards. Golly, <laughs> I swear. But hey, Alex, where can people find these fine shirts at? 
they can find those shirts at www.teespring.com slash stores slash chatting average podcast. New designs to be released this week, Braves fans. This week? I, I don't know. You you do the designs. <clears throat> Are they get released this week? I thought we said on opening day. Oh. Oh. You got to give me some more time than that. I thought you meant opening day for the podcast. No. <laughs> Is that how you New took designs that? designs will be released whenever Cam damn well feels like it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have an actual job. <laughs> but hey, if you want to help me in my financial burden, you can also sign up to be a patron of the show. At patreon.com slash chatting average. Love it. Love it. Plenty of patron-exclusive episodes on there as well, with more to come later throughout this season. So get on it. All right. Moving on from San Diego, we are going to hear from our friend, Dr. Dreidel. Let's see what he's got to say. Still one of the best names in Twitter history. Yeah, I like it. What's going on, Chatting Average? It's your boy, Dr. Dreidel, here, tuning into the start of the regular season. And my goodness, there is so much that I want to talk about. I mean, we've got Marcelo Zuna back, we've got Charlie Morton. I want to talk about the heartbreak of Shark Melancone, <laughs> the Padres, but I can't. And you know why I can't? It's because Cam lost a bet, and there was a poll, and there was supposed to be a song sung. Now, granted, the people should have picked Umbop, they didn't. That's a massive mistake. But Cam hasn't sung his song yet. And I am heartbroken. I can't focus. I don't sleep at night. I sit here staring at a wall, waiting, hoping, dreaming for us to have this moment. And so I urge everyone in chatting average to annoy Cam to death until he sings for it. Maybe it's DuckTales, because that might be the greatest song of all time. Or maybe, just maybe, it's Call Me Maybe. I love you guys. Beautiful. Uh, Cam? This is awkward. I think you owe the people an explanation, sir. <clears throat> I have been busy. <laughs> weak. <laughs> weak. <laughs> so but weak. completely valid. Oh my god, that's weak. Um, for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time, last season, before uh, before the season began... Uh, Cam and I had a little uh, record prediction contest for the Braves. Uh, if I'm not I'm mistaken, doing that again. If I recall correctly, uh, Cam predicted that the Braves would win 38 games in the regular season. Uh, yeah, because I'm a true fan and I expect the best. And I predicted 36. The Braves ended up, if if I remember correctly, winning 35. Therefore, I won the bet. The wager was that we would put up a poll and allow fans to choose uh, which song one of us would record video of ourselves performing and post it on Twitter for everyone to see and enjoy. Uh, This is not the first time we have reminded Cam of this. No, it's Uh, not. So I implore every single one of you to tweet at ChopNC93 incessantly until we actually get the payoff for this bet. I'm just going to mute you. You you better, because it's coming. <laughs> oh. and, and Josh Goldberg, uh, I, I need you 
I need you to be my Arn Anderson. I need you to be the enforcer here. I need you to go over to the Matthews household and make sure that this gets done. It's it's on you just as much as it is on Cam, Josh. Do it. (laughs) It'll 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 happen. Don't worry. When? In due time. When you're my age. God, if I live that long. You're welcome. That was a damn layup. It was. <laughs> Thanks for that softball pitch, rookie <laughs> of the year. All right, guys. To close out the show, we are going to we're going to hear from someone who has closed out our show on on many an occasion. Oh, we're it's bringing our, in the closer. We're bringing in the closer. It's Joe Seppi, guys. Alex, Cam, talk to me, Goose. Hey. It's your boy, Joe, up here in the old inland northwest, currently weather and traffic together on the nines. Uh, We have overcast skies, and there's currently nobody driving in front of my house. So, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better, could you? Anyway, let's get that down to brass tacks. Well, that was a word salad. I am calling you because today is your inauguration or something. And I have a lot to talk about since last we talked about it. And here it goes. My teeth still busted. Um, But I did just get medical insurance because I'm up here about it. I got another new job, but it's an older job because I've already worked for these guys before. But now I'm back. Just like baseball. Baseball is back. And um, I don't know if you know this or not, but I think the Braves lost today. And if that's not true... Just edit this in or out or whatever you guys do with your little magic post-production. So uh, shout out to you guys for just yet another unbelievably successful career or something else. Um, I mean, what else has happened since last we talked? There's the Twisted Tea thing happened, and it took me like three weeks to figure out why everybody was doing Twisted Tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. And everything else just kind of nothing really big happened in the world, I don't think. Um, so, yeah, you guys just keep on doing whatever it is you do. And, oh, God, I just picked my nose and I forgot. I'm smoking a tri-tip right now and it is going to be a disaster. But my everything smells like uh, cherry wood chips, which is pretty good. But when you go to pick your nose and you like kind of smell it, it scares you for a second. But now it's delicious enough. Wrapping up the show as only Joe Seppi can do. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, okay, okay. So now, now we need a voicemail next week, letting us know how the tri tip turned out. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's one thing we miss out on uh, here, closer to the East Coast. Uh, you don't see tri tip available at most places. No, you don't. Because I, I, I was just about to make the comment that I don't. I have never smoked one and i don't know anybody who actually ever has like it's just not something that's around here i i always thought that was more of a midwest thing than it was uh pacific northwest uh but yeah uh, i guess i guess everywhere east of the mississippi you can you can get tri-tip anywhere but i would like to try that one sometime yeah yeah, Uh, also say mad respect to joe uh i when i'm smoking food i i exclusively use fruit woods 
So uh, cherry wood, apple wood, love that stuff. Excellent choice in wood. I'm so glad that you complimented Joe's wood. <laughs> Damn it. What? <laughs> Is that how we're going to end the episode? <laughs> I mean, it's no worse than any other ending we've given this bad boy. That's fair. Well, that's going to do it for Season 2, Episode 1 of the Chatting Average Podcast. For Cam Matthews, my name's Alex. We'll see y'all next week for another brand new episode. Bye! With that, we've reached the end of the show. If you want to connect with the show, you can contact us via text or voicemail at 678-242-9408 or on Twitter at Average Chatting. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash chatting average. We'll see you all next week on another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast.